kind of coming off the laps yeah. of that. You know, just that was yeah. pretty funny. But uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Welcome to Shake and Disturbed. As always, it is Daddy Cat, Darren Carp on the mic. Chicka chicka what with my good old mama Ooh. bear. Thank you. Ooh, uh, ooh, ooh. Johnny boy, J Bone, T Bone, Thrasher. Ooh, I love it. Yes, yeah. that was a really fun NMR. If you're not on Patreon, well, let me just tell you something. You're really missing out on the fun stuff. I will tell you, we introduced a new character to the show. Stan. Hi, it's me, Stan. That's Hi, all I'm going to give you. It's That's me. All I'm going to give you. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, the problem. problem. It's, it's me. It's me. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. If you don't know what it is, Stan will make his way onto the show eventually. And he'll, I'm sure. and he'll make our way onto merch at some point. <laughs> That's and probably true, too. He'll creep yes. into the merch. But yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, we wanted to wish everyone all the very good Thanksgiving wishes. We now we know it's like a week plus out, but That's happy right. th- happy belated Thanksgiving, everyone, of course. And holiday, like literally, the turkey isn't even cold, mm. and Christmas trees and oh evergreen is in the air. The holidays are here, John. Are you getting your family anything special? Is kind of what I want to know because I know how bad you are at this gift giving thing. And excuse me, I, think I I'm didn't really... want. No, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't. Mean I to just you. I I I you. You tend to procrastinate, like, or you it's buy true. it no, and then you forget true. to give it to the people for like four years, and that's fine. I'm just saying, like, I, I want to know you're getting your family anything special. I don't know that I forget. It's that I literally just don't. Just don't. I right. just don't. <laughs> it's worse than forgetting. It's worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, let me just tell you something. I've already been giving my family some of those Lumi microdose gummies that we talk about on every episode. What did they? What they think? <laughs> they love them. My sister used to. I think I mentioned this before. Used to work at a cannabis dispensary, like a gr- at, at the actual like grow place where they grow the the plants. Can you tell? I know nothing about it, yeah, but no. she knows all about like THC and all those types of things. So she's loving them. And I gave her another bottle of them re- recently because everyone's just like really you know really stressed out. The holidays, as great as they are, leading up to them, you know, we're all very busy. We have lists. We have shopping to do. My sister in particular gets overwhelmed. She has a 17-year-old son, so please oh. keep her in your thoughts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you well know, wishes to well her. Well wishes, exactly, yes. But, you know, even decorating. I'll say, you know, I started thinking, like, do I need to pop a Lumi microdose gummy? Because this decorating is driving oh. me insane. Listen Ooh. to Ooh. our page. Patreon episode to find out the blind gate from 2022. That's, yeah, that's uh, maybe Lumi other... gummies will help you. Maybe Lumi gummies will help you there, John. Absolutely, but even you know, decorating, shopping, whatever it may be, cooking especially is another thing a lot of us do around the holidays. Um, you know, so I gave them to my mom, gave them to my sister. I was like, I know the perfect thing to help you guys stay focused and energetic. And so far, they're loving them. Like I said, I'm I'm really turning people on to these Lumi microdose gummies. They're Really great this time of year in particular. Some holiday, illuminate your holidays. Ooh. Ooh. Now, obviously, no surprise. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good and hopefully get John's blinds up. That's right. Let's hope so. Microdose is available nationwide, and to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code SHAKEN to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com, code SHAKEN. 
All right, John, what are you about getting into yeah. this week's case a few moments later? A few moments. Is this it? Oh, my God. I forget which one is yours. <laughs> is that it? I no, hold on. that one. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh. Moments later. There we go. There we go. We got it. Oh. We found it on the keyboard. Here we go. That's right. A few moments later. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> on the evening of November 20th, 1999, 44-year-old Carolyn Oppistall, hope, hopefully I'm saying that right, Caroline Oppistall, prepared herself for a romantic dinner with her husband, 57-year-old Dr. Kenneth Stahl, to celebrate her birthday. Now, the couple had left their home in Huntington Beach, California, and driven out to Caroline's favorite Mexican restaurant in Mission Viejo. After experiencing some marriage troubles over the last few months, a cheerful night out was very needed. Um, but at approximately 10.30 p.m., their car was found parked on the side of the road on Ortega Highway. Now, Darren, you were recently in L.A. Yeah, um, not far, actually, from where this is. I was going to say, does, do any of these things sound familiar to you? Huntington Beach, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the vehicle was still running, the headlights were on, and a window was broken. This caught the attention of a security guard doing his patrol route. When he pulled over to investigate, he found the lifeless bodies of Ken and Carolyn slumped over each other, shot 10 times collectively between the two of them. Oof. Yeah, very, very intense. So authorities were immediately contacted to examine the scene. And at first glance, it appeared to be a robbery gone wrong. However, it seemed that nothing had actually been taken. I mean, this has all the hallmarks of a robbery, a broken window, a couple... <clears throat> shot and killed in the front seat. Usually that amount, you know, that hap when that happens, excuse me. Carjacking or, yeah, you know, well, not a car, it could have gone wrong and then just became a robbery, but something of that. Something of that nature, absolutely. Yeah. But, <clears throat> excuse me, Ken's wallet and cash was still in his pocket. His watch was still on his wrist and Carolyn still wore all of her expensive jewelry and purse. So whatever happened here didn't seem like they were necessarily targeting financial advancement, if that makes sense. Who do you think it is right now? It feels to me at this moment like it's probably a jealous ex. I was going to say a lover. Or a lover. Sort of yeah, like of a cheating situation. I don't know. We'll have to see how the Let's episode see. unfolds. Yes. But I love that. We should ask the listeners that when we're starting the episode. Like, what we know so far, who do you think right. it is? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you can expect, this raised even more questions for um, the investigators. If it wasn't a robbery, then who would target Dr. Stahl and his wife like this? Were they simply in the wrong place at the wrong time, which of course is very much a possibility? Or was there a more sinister sort of hidden explanation? Well, upon going through Dr. Stahl's phone, police noticed that leading up to the murder, he had received numerous phone calls from the same number. Now, we don't know if this is a cell phone. It's 1999, so it could be a cell phone. Assuming right. he's a doctor, he probably has the money for a cell phone at this time. But nonetheless... And I can't <clears> tell you how many fucking spam calls I get from the same oh, goddamn number. Yeah. So that, yeah. Unbelievable. But those phone calls were coming from his receptionist and his mistress, Adriana mm. Vasco. Now, this discovery would leave investigate, lead investigators down a rabbit hole... Unveiling a twisted love triangle, Darren, and a poorly executed murder-for-hire plot gone completely off of the rails. So it looks like our hunch may have been correct. Yeah, because to me, like, if you see two people, husband and wife, unless it's a murder-suicide, like, if yeah. you see two people like that, both slain, with none of the money taken, yeah, 
it's usually either like gang initiation yeah right or like revenge usually from like a worker lover situation but absolutely Kenneth Stahl was born in 1942 and raised in Orange County, California, along with his three sisters. I was just in the OC. Mm-hmm. He attended college in Missouri, where he earned his first degree and began going to medical school to become an anesthesiologist. By 1985, Kenneth spent some time in the military, which now allowed him the financial freedom to open his own practice in Irvine, California, after he was discharged. Fun fact, Irvine, California was where I tried to get those cheese at Taco Bell things because Ugh. that's like their flagship, like their yeah. headquarters. I remember. That was a lot. So that was, that a, was lot. a lot. Like RIP, that whole incident. <laughs> but one day while in the waiting room at his doctor's office, Ken met Caroline, Caroline Opie, an optometrist from South Carolina who had recently moved to the West Coast after a divorce. Ken and Carolyn bonded over their love for the outdoors as well as their shared passion for their work in the medical industry. The two quickly fell in love and were married in 1988. Great year. Great Great vintage. We love that year. Great vintage. Both Mm -hmm. were successful in their fields, allowing for them to create a beautiful life together of luxury and wealth. They settled down in an upscale home in Huntington Beach, California, which is kind of like your... I don't know. It's it's kind of what you imagine Orange County, California to look like. Like utopian in, your, in that way? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Water, beach, palm trees looking good, yeah. you know. Yeah. From the outside, you know, they seem like the ideal couple. Both incredibly intelligent, wealthy, happy. Friends and colleagues often refer to them as a power couple and envied their dynamic. Oh. Under the surface, however, Ken was hiding a whole array of secrets. Despite his outward affection for Carolyn and his ability to keep up appearances... Ken was chronically unfaithful. He Mm. repeatedly cheated on his wife, sometimes maintaining affairs with other women for many years. Wow. And although he was never open about his affairs, Carolyn could sense what was going on. According to a friend, when she confronted her husband about his odd behavior, he allegedly responded, this is me. Take it or leave it. Such a, such a, like, uh, just pretty callous. Male way of responding, in my opinion. A lot of guys have this kind of chip on their shoulder, it seems. Once she was sure her husband was seeing other women behind her back, the non-confrontational Carolyn began looking for more passive ways to get Mm. back at Ken. This is called passive aggressiveness. (laughs) Now, it was common for her to show off incredibly expensive clothing, purses, jewelry to friends, saying it was a gift from her loving husband. But in reality, she had just purchased the items herself, using her husband's money as a way to take financial revenge on him. Hmm. Not out of the ordinary of something we even see in movie tropes for this type of stuff. True. Now, their relationship was far from perfect, but they both worked tirelessly to make sure that nobody on the outside knew. That is until Ken began flirting with Adriana Vasco, a young receptionist at the hospital where he worked. Yeah, which we were just talking about. So she was born in 1968. Adriana was also a California native who was raised by her mother and abusive stepfather. Now, this abuse led to her running away from home at the tender age of 16, in her late teens, she met and married her first husband and gave birth to their son. Now, like her stepfather, Adriana's husband was also abusive towards her and their baby, Ugh. which is a sad reality. Like we've even just on the show, I mean, we've talked about so many women who escape the hands of their abusive father only to find yeah. themselves in relationships with men that are very similar. It's a tragic <clears throat> excuse me a tragic reality of of uh, domestic abuse but yeah eventually adriana saved up enough money to move out and leave her toxic relationship and search for a better life adriana and ken and excuse me and ken first became romantically involved in 1992 only four years after he had married carolyn 
After experiencing a lifetime of abuse at the hands of men, Adriana was quick to fall for Ken's charm and kindness. He instantly took to took a liking to Adriana, and they would find moments to flirt throughout the workday. This escalated to private meetings outside of the hospital, where the relationship, as you can imagine, quickly became very romantic. And by the way, I don't know, like, aside from the cheating scandal, of course, like, this is, you know, people meet at work and it happens. And so sure. far, nothing scandalous aside from the obvious cheating is really going on here. But according to Adriana, Ken would often express how unhappy he was in his marriage. And she would beg for him basically to leave Carolyn to be with her instead. Because, right, if you're unhappy in your marriage and you're cheating on that person, well, what are you sticking it out for? Like, what's the... What's the actual point? Like, just go ahead and call it a day. That way you're not dragging everybody else through your unhappiness, you know? Yeah, those things are so hard, though. <clears throat> Obviously, if it was easier, less people, more people would... Well, true. That's you know, true. Yeah. Would, would do that, right? Right. Well, equally unhappily... Oh, my God. Equally unhappy, Carolyn herself first suggested the idea of divorce, but Ken's mom had talked them out of it and suggested they try marriage counseling instead, which they did. Always a big fan, marriage counseling, therapy. Darren and I Huge talk fan. about it all the time. Yeah. Get into Huge it. Fan. Get well, into it, people. And Ken, by the way, had already been through two divorces before his marriage to Carolyn. And each time his finances took a substantial hit, which made him hesitant to go down that path a third time. Because, right, when you get married, your assets get split. You know, you can only do so much of this before it's like, what are you doing? But however, counseling did little to improve Ken and Carolyn's strained relationship and Ken's infidelity continued as his relationship with Adriana grew more and more intense. Adriana was madly in love with Ken and couldn't seem to fully accept that he was married to another woman. She'd often call him repeatedly at times when she knew he was with Carolyn almost to try to establish dominance kind of like well who's you know she's probably doing it so that carolyn is like who's calling you three thousand times in the last well yeah months? but like is he gonna pick up me or is he gonna ignore me mm, and pick up his wife you know what i mean go. yes exactly so it was around this time that the two began discussing alternate ways for them to be together ken wasn't interested in dealing with all the drama and financial drains surrounding divorce so one day he proposed another option he would find a way, Darren, to kill his wife. Of course. Don't recommend that's, this. That's an alternate way. <laughs> yeah, Obviously. that is. Yeah. Obviously. That's, that's the most obvious alternate way, right? Like you must. Right. Yeah, yeah. I love it's like he wasn't interested in dealing with all of that drama of divorce. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so uh, we're just going to kill her. We're yeah. just going to kill her. No exactly. problem. Oh that's God. soft. Well, by 1995, it became clear to Adriana and Ken, or sorry, that Ken would never actually divorce Carolyn, no matter how much she pleaded. Adriana ended the relationship after four years and began seeing a man named Greg Stewart, who later became the father of, their, of her second child. Now, despite Ariana moving on, her ties with Ken were truly never fully severed. The two continued to meet in secret, as she was dating Greg, by the way, and Ken would regularly bring her gifts of money and expensive jewelry. Adriana's new relationship began to spiral and led to more abuse, unfortunately. In 1998, she took her children and left Greg, which is a good thing. At this point, Ken had started make, uh, taking his murderous ideas a little bit more seriously. You know, a couple years has gone by at this point. Right. Um, you know, but this time he reached out to a former gang member, Richard Ania, 
asking if he knew anyone who would be willing to take the job. And although Richard had a varied past, he had put his life of crime behind him long ago and frankly just kind of refused to help Ken. So... Well, speaking of alternative ways of being together, it's time to think of alternative gifts to give each oh, other this holiday season. That's okay, right. how'd you like that segue, wow. Johnny Boy? You well, last are a week, professional. You are a last professional. week. I did talk about uh, my secret gift I got on Uncommon Goods that no one better would have told me <laughs> about. And guess what? I gave it to her. So, I was gonna ask. good job, guys. She was very surprised. Okay. Um, and she was amazed. She thought it was so romantic, so cute. She asked me where I got it. We had a whole conversation about it. And honestly, like, it's just a cute, sweet gift to get. I curated the whole thing. You can write on the slides. It was just mm. so nice. Um, Johnny, what did you What did you get? Well, listen, I spent literally hours at a time on this website because there are so many cool things, uncommon goods, if we haven't mentioned it already. There's this, I, I don't know what to choose. I don't know who to choose for. Like, I literally mm. would do all of my shopping on this website if I could. There's this murder mystery jigsaw puzzle that keeps catching Ooh. my eye. Yeah. But it might be a little too kind of on the nose for me, you know, being a true crime person and all. I don't know. What do you think? Should I should I get it for somebody? No, I think like, it's fun because I cute, love a right? puzzle. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah. And they also have tons of customizable things on this website. So if you see like a something you like and it can be customized, you can like add a little note or a little um My my thing's message. personally yeah. cust customizable if you think about it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It is. That's a great point. And I also love that they had a list at the top of the website that's like for him, for her, bestsellers, all these like little subcategories. It just made it so easy for me to shop for people. And it's also made it hard to make the purchase because I want to buy literally everything on these lists. So Highly recommend Uncommon Goods, you guys. It's really incredible. I love this it, website. It makes me have fun. They have a great catalog that I get, yeah. actually, and it makes it fun looking through that because it's just it's inspiring for other ideas from art, yeah. jewelry, kitchen, home, bar. Uncommon Goods has something for everyone, not the same lackluster gifts yeah. you could just find anywhere. Yeah, that's right. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash shaken. That's uncommongoods.com slash shaken for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. All right, Darren, so that's Uncommon Goods. Why don't you uh, keep us going here on this very uh, disturbing episode? On this Uncommon <laughs> podcast, if you will. Okay, I'll keep that's it right. going. Well, newly single and working hard to support her children, Adriana moved into an apartment building where she was friendly with the neighbors and was known for her welcoming personality and love for Mexican music. Shortly after she moved in, the apartment complex hired a man named Tony Sutton to, you know, do some maintenance work. Although hmm. the man went by the name Tony, his real name was Dennis Godley. You know, Tony. Short, Very common. Short for Dennis. Short Dennis, for Dennis and Tony. Dennis and Tony. One, one is short for Dennis. Yeah, potatoes, potatoes. Uh, he, he had a change in an attempt to dodge a history of various crimes and warrants for his arrest. Mm. Police in Virginia and South Carolina were searching for him in connection to several robberies, but unbeknownst to them, Tony had already taken an alias and started a new life in California. I always hear about these people doing this. Is it how easy to just it? do this? How do like, how do you this? do this? How do you do this? I mean, maybe in the 90s it was a little bit different, but like, I don't know. How do you do this? I don't know. I, I mean, listen. 
some so days social I, media, it's got to be impossible. I know. I just, and some days I wake up and I'm like, I would really love to go from Dennis to Tony today if I could. You know what I me mean? Me too. Yeah. Short for t- short for Dennis. Which well, of Dennis, course is short for Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis and Adriana <laughs> met one day while he was working at the apartment complex, and the two soon began a romantic relationship. Dennis Dennis drank heavily and frequently used hard drugs, which. Did not phase Adriana in the slightest. When intoxicated, he opened up to her about his history of crime, telling her all the robberies as well as his involvement in a gang of hired assassins. Oh, my God. This instantly made Adriana think of Ken. Right. Now, knowing that Dennis was strapped for cash, she told him that she thought she might have a client for him, a doctor she knew who desperately wanted to kill his wife. Oh, well, she immediately backtracked, claiming the statement was only a joke. But when she refused to give Dennis more information, he threatened to kill her oh, and her oh. children. Oh, oh. oh, this seems a little weird. Afraid for yeah. her life and for the lives of her kids, Adriana put the two men in contact for a phone conversation where they discussed details and agreed to meet in person. Contact between Dennis and Ken would continue for a few weeks, mostly over the phone, but sometimes in a deserted parking lot. To this day, Adrienne insists that she was never present for these conversations, merely the person who initially put them in contact. Well, the I reason mean, I say, yeah, the reason ahead. why I was saying it's a little weird is because it's yeah. like she presents the idea, but then presents it as a joke, and then the guy's like, "If you don't tell me, I'm going to kill your kids." It just feels like that was an excuse, maybe used in court to make it seem yeah. like she was pressured into saying that. It just feels too quick for me. Especially given that we know that she wants desperately to be with Ken, you know, like she it, has a big right. motive in all of this. Well, November 1st, 1999, Ken withdrew $20,000 from his bank account. What's a life worth? A notable amount compared to his other banking transactions. This money this money was then put in an envelope and given to Adriana to be given to Dennis Tony. Now, Adriana later testified in court that at this time she attempted to talk to Ken out of the murder, but he was adamant about going through it. So she did as she was told and gave the money to Dennis. Hmm. I call bullshit. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm calling bullshit on that. The plan was that Ken would drive his wife to dinner. On their way back, he would pretend to get lost, pull over to try and figure out where he was going. He planned to pull the car over on Ortega Highway <sighs> at a pl- at a place described by authorities as quote a dumping ground for criminal evidence. Can I just pause for a second here because yeah. the thought that like somebody like imagine being Carolyn and you're and going tr- to dinner. And you're going to dinner and you're with somebody who you think is getting lost but is on a mission to potentially kill you. Like, it just makes you wonder what, you know, and this kind of goes back to something we talk about every once in a while where, like, when we're on the subway with potential serial killers that got out of jail and we don't know. Like, just not knowing what we don't know that's happening right in front of us really freaks me out. And I'm just thinking of her in this moment and we'll get to the details, but. Just kind of sad, you know? Yeah. Well, he's so he's going to pretend to get lost on this dumping ground yeah. of criminal evidence that a mysterious gunman, Tony, Dennis Godley, would appear and shoot Carolyn, finally mm. freeing Ken from his unhappy marriage. You know, just like that. Just simply like that. Yeah. Just like that. No consequences. No drama. Right, right. No drama. Well, <laughs> the scheme seemed perfect on paper, does it? Uh, however, yeah, based on I'm evidence sure found at does. the crime scene, yeah. things did not go as planned. Like, that's the thing. Like, does that seem like a good plan on paper? Because to, it doesn't to, to me. To stupid people. Yeah, it sure does. To, to the stupid. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, it, do, it does. Ken By the way, I want to make the stupid. Yeah. I, when I speak about the stupid, I'm collectively speaking of all serial killers. I just, no, right, and, just and, and murderers in general. Yes. Just I don't want to deal with the drama. Let's kill my wife. Like, that's stupidity. Yeah, right. 
Well, Ken and Carolyn's murders went unsolved for over a year. Wow. Eventually, authorities found Adriana's name in Ken's phone, at which time they reached out in hopes that she could send some light on the crime, or at least maybe offer a lead. Police noticed that Ken and Adriana had exchanged over 20 phone calls mm. on November 20th, which Adriana claimed was due to a faulty computer at work. She had needed to call and ask for help numerous times. 20 times? Call the IT 20 guy. times, yeah, and that's too many. He's a doctor. Right. Adriana denied that she and Ken were ever <laughs> right. romantically involved, but after speaking with Adriana's coworkers, this was quickly determined to be untrue. Not only has she lied to investigators, but her relationship with Ken had ended on rather bad terms, which stuck out to police, obviously. Yeah, they began, of course. They began looking into her personal life, of course, leading them to her boyfriend, Tony Sutton. Tony, and of course, short for Dennis. For Dennis, yeah. yep, of course. And it appeared that shortly after the murders, Tony had fled the state, moved back to the East Coast, further raising suspicion. Oh, my God. Unable to locate Tony, police obtained a search warrant for a storage unit that Tony owned in Orange County. And inside the unit, they found paperwork documenting his previous arrests, revealing his real oh. legal name of Dennis Godley. Right. Authorities right, right. also discovered a photo of Tony and Adriana and another stranger uh. photo of Ken and Carolyn. Well, look at that. Everything's coming together so perfectly. Now, that sounds perfect on paper. Yeah, but that um, definitely does, yes. And after an exhausting investigation, Adriana was finally arrested on December 27th, 2000. And during questioning, she convinced, she confessed excuse me, to being involved with the murders, but said it was primarily orchestrated by Ken and Tony. I mean, it probably were, was, by the way. Okay, but like first she's like, oh, I, I tried to convince him not to do it, and then she's like, no, I am involved. It's yeah, like, right. girl... Right, An arrest warrant was put out for Tony while Adriana was taken in for questioning. Shortly after word broke out of the murder, Richard Anaya uh, came forward to tell police about his brief conversations with Ken about putting a hit on his wife. That's right. Make it seem even more likely to investigators that Ken was the brains behind this entire thing. Mm-hmm. However, this didn't absolve Adriana, who continued to cooperate with police in an attempt to mitigate her punishment. On the day before the murders, Adriana was supposed to take her children to see their grandmother, a visit she reportedly canceled last minute. Mm, Now, this is where it gets even a little more interesting, because on the night of the murders, Adriana and Tony both attended a friend's birthday party. The couple left early into the evening when her friends asked why Adriana said they had a, quote, prior commitment to take care Mm. of. Interesting. So they're not even really covering their bases that way. Like, if you're going to murder somebody that night, like, don't show up at a birthday party and leave early. Like, you know what Agreed. I mean? Again, right. the stupid are are alive and well at this point, sadly. So after leaving the party, Adriana carefully followed the instructions given to her. She drove Tony to Ortega Highway, where she was told to park and wait at a gas station. The two waited for Ken and Carolyn to drive by, then followed closely behind until Ken pulled over. Obviously, like, they know what car Ken's going to be in. They know exactly where they need to go. Carolyn, of course, in the front seat with none the wiser, has no idea what's happening. Adriana told police that she watched as Tony approached Ken's car and shot into it. She said that after she heard Carolyn scream, she tried to run away but was caught by Tony, who held the gun to her head and threatened to kill her. Now, after agreeing to stay, Tony turned around and shot Ken. He later claimed that uh, this was to eliminate any witnesses to the crime. Adriana and Tony got back in the car and fled the scene, leaving Ken and Carolyn in their running vehicle. Shortly after Adriana's arrest, Tony was located in South Carolina and brought back to California for questioning, where he promptly confessed and was arrested. Wow, shocking. Yeah, you don't really hear about that very often. 
Adriana and Tony were each charged with two counts of murder. Before the trial, it was decided by the judge that Adriana's confession was actually inadmissible due to coercion and force from police. So this is very Mm. interesting. She might possibly have falsely confessed due to the stress of the interrogation. Maybe. Yeah. Adriana entered a plea of not guilty, stating that she only did what she did because Dennis had threatened the lives of her children. She was afraid of the repercussions they'd endure uh, if she attempted to intervene. Hard to determine if any of this is actually true. It's but just this is hard her, to yeah. say, you know, because yeah. like she could have done something under duress. I mean, I wanted to call bullshit on it, but in theory. Yeah, who really knows, right? You know, granted, she was the one to bring it up initially. Right. You know, like it's not like Tony would have made that connection with Ken in any sort of other way. Right. But unless they had met, but I don't know. But it's hard to say. How would they have, you know? Like, it's, it's hard like to say, so unless weird. it was through Adriana haphazardly. Right. Well, right. maybe, yeah. Well, she told, well, you know, and considering that they were both sort of romantic interests, you don't really think that they would have met. Yeah. You wouldn't, yeah. Well, she told jurors about how she begged Ken to call it off, but he would guilt her by saying, quote, do you want to see me suffer for the rest of my life? End quote. Attorneys attempted to use her history of being abused as a way to win sympathy from the jurors and paint a picture of trauma-induced mental illness. And this isn't to say this didn't happen, but... right. You know, we're aware that mental illness is a very sensitive topic and how that all comes together is very circumstantial in in this scenario. Especially if, you know, you were abused. Right, exactly. Well, in court, Adriana would frequently burst into tears begging for forgiveness. She showed extreme signs of remorse and disgust towards the crimes and would look away when photos of Carolyn were shown Mm. to the jury. When asked why she looked away, she said it hurt too much because she knew she had hurt her and destroyed her marriage. Despite both her apparent remorse, the jury found Adriana guilty of the first-degree murder of mm. Carolyn Stahl and the second-degree murder of Ken Stahl and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Wow. Tony pled guilty to his charges of first- and second-degree murder and was given the same sentence. However, it was not until 2004 when he received a terminal cancer diagnosis that Tony began confessing, providing wow. even more details about mm. his past crimes. In regards to Ken and Carolyn, Tony claimed that he had stuck to the original plan of killing Carolyn and that it was Adriana who then took the gun and shot Mm. Ken. Having little reason to lie at that point in his life, it is believed by investigators that his confession is likely true. Although, Mm, why would she kill Ken? Yeah, I'm not sure I believe that because what's the motive there? Wait, why kill him unless it was just out of rage or something? To this day, Adriana denies any direct action in regards to the shootings and continues to place the blame solely on Tony, who has since passed away in prison due to cancer. Yeah. I mean, to me, I I find it hard to believe that one man goes and shoots somebody and then another person also takes a gun and then also shoots somebody. Like, uh, Well, he was like, she wanted, you know, if... Both stories cannot really be true because if she was scared and wanted to leave and then she's saying, oh, he held the gun to me, how is she going to also steal the gun and and kill Ken? Yeah, right. You know, that doesn't seem to make sense. I could see it being a mutual decision that maybe they wanted to kill Ken so there would be no witnesses. You know, certainly she played a part in it. She definitely played a part in it. I just, under duress, it's unclear. And and especially with the money and all that stuff, like it just seems like a very traditional murder for hire plot that just went yeah. really badly. What are your thoughts about this in the sense No of, life insurance, though. Yeah, that's true. No life insurance as far as we know. What are your thoughts about this, that she was sentenced on the basis that she didn't even pull the trigger, but that she was the orchestrator and got the same sentence as 
the guy who actually killed them, according to the trial, we should say. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to probably read the transcript of the trial to know. That yeah, does seem, <laughs> that does seem, without the possibility of, of parole, parole. seems a little like, say. Yes. like that does seem pretty harsh. I mean, granted, she was part of a murder for hire, and so I'm yeah. not saying she shouldn't be punished, but. Yeah, the, the same strict, sentence, right? it's, it's it's pretty strict. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think, uh, yeah. at Jay Thrasher, at Carpe Darren. Um, Shaken and Disturbed podcast fans on Facebook. Hit us up, Twitter, whatever, wherever you guys want. Um, <laughs> this was an interesting case that's kind of like, yeah, it was. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Should we end on something we yes. do know about, which we, is listener shoutouts? We do know this, and speaking of Uncommon Goods, Mary on Facebook wrote us and said, quote, Thank you for the Uncommon Goods recommendation. I just ordered gifts for four people on my list. Hey, oh. Mary. Now, Mary, I wrote back to you on the comments, and I was like, I hope you used our code, which, of course, is code SHAKEN for Shaken. 15% off. <laughs> yeah, please do. If not, please uh, cancel those orders and reorder. Thank and you. reorder them. Or yes. order four more, and you shake it. We just, <laughs> you know. Right. Jessica, yeah. in our Facebook page, was asking where and oh, how yes. she can send mail, John. So we have an update there, right? That's right. So I have, since I am in my new house, I'm going to use my P.O. box for shaken and disturbed related mail. And if any of you want to send anything to me or Darren, I will, of course, make sure Darren gets it. Our P.O. Uh, box. Months later, so <laughs> months don't make it later. perishable. No, the good thing about this, Darren, is if I do this, if I'm picking up at the P.O. box, I can just, you know. Forward it right along and put it right in the mail. So, sounds good on paper, John. Sounds, sounds good, good on, on pa paper, as paper. they say yeah, in the show. Yeah. Um, so if you want to send us anything, um, please keep in mind, like, no big packages, nothing that's going to, you know, pr we prefer not, you know, anything that's going to be too cumbersome, if you don't mind. But Animals is, are welcome, though. Animals, don't feel free. Like, well, yeah. let's yeah. not put animals in the mail just for legal purposes. I feel like okay, we need fine. to say that. All right. Yeah, okay. um, you can send it to John Thrasher, P.O. Box 1356. Cumberland, Maryland, 21502. And that address is in our show notes starting show notes. today. So you can easily find it there. And thank you in advance for your love if you send something. Yes, absolutely. Thank you in advance for and that. And also, yes, as we mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, recently on NMR for Patreon, if you are tagging us in your Spotify wrapped podcast lists, on oh, Instagram, we love it. We keep love it. Keep it coming. Keep Apple it coming. Replay, keep tagging us. Yes, yes. Please. Please keep tagging us, and we will share it with you, right, Darren? We've been sharing some of them so far. We share we share those, and we share merch when people buy merch. You know, someone thanked us recently for that, so yeah. they won our uh, they won our Patreon live stream, which was fun. That's right. Our merch is available for holiday gifts. If you want your boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, roommate, or spouse to get something for you, let us know on social media, and we will tell them directly for you exactly what they we will they be need your to army. Buy. Yes, exactly. We will be army. And the best way to keep the show going is to sign up to be a patron on Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you can help contribute to our show as independent creators and help us pay our bills. Otherwise, uh -huh. you know, how's John going to be able to look like Count Chocula in his chair? <sighs> Guys, John, you might have to post it on Patreon, but you might just have to post it on regularly. I know. Like, we might like have Count to do Chocula. that. Yeah, I'm Darren on Patreon told me I look like Count Chocula. It's a whole thing. You're going to have to it's listen a whole, to it. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But, uh, thank you guys for all your continued support. We really appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you. And all links for Patreon and everything else can be found in our show notes, or you can simply go to patreon.com slash shaken and disturbed, all one word. And of course, uh, we continue to be thankful every single week, <laughs> specifically around the holiday time yeah. for Megan. So let's give her a shout out. One, two, three. Thanks, Thanks Megan. Megan. Oh. 
Oh. Uh, and of course, we're going to be covering the Casey Anthony doc next week. Coming so yeah. be on the lookout for that. You guys have one week to catch up to watch all. I think it's on it's, Peacock, right? Yeah. It's on Peacock. I believe it's four parts. I could be wrong three about that. Three or four. I think it's three, three. or four. Yeah. Maybe it's three. Yeah. Um, you have a whole week to catch up. Otherwise, spoiler alert ahead. And we definitely <laughs> want to keep this as a conversation. So definitely make sure you're watching along with us. That's right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.